1: Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. She's
2: blonde, 5'2", and 102 pounds of dynamite in a
1: dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay.
0: Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is Taco Tuesday. Can you believe it's already Tuesday? ha, ha, ha. Whoever says that, right? Tuesday is such the unforgotten. It's not unforgotten. It's such the forgotten day of the week. Hey, I'm happy it's Tuesday. I'm happy to be with you, here with you guys tonight. Uh, to get to share this time with you all, email me at com. I got some emails to read out uh, with you guys later on in the show. If you miss any part of the show, download the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Follow me on all the socials. I don't have as much time to spend on the socials as I used to, and I miss interacting with you guys over there. I do read your comments in your post. I don't always have time to respond to it. And so uh, it's one thing that I... I don't believe in New Year's resolutions, which is good because if I'd made any, I probably would have already broken them by now. Um, but I do plan hopefully to spend a little bit more time on the socials going forward. All right. Um, got a lot to get into tonight. I've actually got, as I look at my list of topics to share with you guys, I've actually got a lot that aren't really the typical political stories of the day, which is good because are you guys as tired as I am of talking about Donald Trump being persecuted by the department of justice? Are you as sick as I am of talking about the open border, the coordinated orchestrated invasion of our nation and nobody's doing anything about it. I'm so tired of these same stories and you want to know why? Because I have been hearing about the border my entire life. I've been hearing about the border. I've been hearing about illegal aliens and neither party has done anything to stop it. I mean, are we are, are we just not tired of issues that only continue to get made worse by our leaders and nothing done to stop it? <sighs> I guess we got to still talk about it. I mean, there is news related to some of these issues. So we'll talk about it tonight. But I'm just, I I also feel like sometimes some of these things don't get solved because it's not just a way for, for the Uniparty and the establishment to have something that they can act like they're going to be a hero on, like run against the other party on. But it's also a distraction from so many other issues of the day. So we're not going to spend, we're going to spend time we're not going to do a whole hour on the border, for example. We've got a lot of other things to get into. All right, before I go any further, i got to bring in this man. He is the one and only DJ Sesame Broccolini. It's Taco Tuesday. Not again.
2: Where's my money?
0: <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Taco Tuesday is like the best day of the week. What do you mean, not again? It's Taco Tuesday.
2: <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I'm happy to be here, though. Lot, lot to get into. It's going to be a busy Taco yeah. Tuesday. Um, mm-hmm. Having said that, I do hope that you're planning on having some tacos later.
0: I am. But they may not be approved by the taco purist out there because (laughs) I typically, when I'm home by myself, I typically do the rolled taco variety because they're easier to reheat. I reheat them in my toaster oven. I mean, if you ever tried to like reheat a a folded taco, particularly one with lettuce inside, it doesn't work. It's kind of no bueno. And, you know, I don't really feel like going out late at night to, you know, go retrieve tacos. So you don't right. no, no.
2: All right. No. Well, I think those, those those late night spots, in my opinion, those are some of the best tacos you'll ever have. But I, I do tell you, I
0: have been craving the Santana's tacos, and it's they're not even called Santanas anymore. This is like a little drive through. It used to be a Taco Bell twenty five years ago. It's been it's been I don't know how many different iterations, but it's down where the Taco Bell used to be in Pacific Beach, and they have some really good. Uh, mini carnitas tacos. I may have to make a run for them later on tonight. All right, um, let's see. What are we going to get into tonight? Um, everybody's talking today about the fact that we're we're continuing to learn some more details on this fraud case out of New York. And one of the details that came out today was the fact that well I actually think I might have talked about it last night I think today people might have are just caught wind of it which is the trigger a lot of people were thinking that as part of the punishment um, he would have to pay he, uh, Judge Engoron awarded or or ruled ordered Trump to pay three hundred fifty six million dollars and he was supposedly had to come up with that money within 30 days. No, he has to come up with the money within 30 days just to file an appeal. And with interest, it's close to half a million dollars. And today I was thinking um, uh, uh, when I was doing my my Tuesday interview on Tipping Point on One American News, the subject came up and it occurred to me, at least for me, how, how uh, an analogy to a criminal case might be when when um and yeah y'all know I'm a true crime lover but to to have somebody have to pay the penalty before the appeal is unheard of to me and I'm not an attorney and to me that would be like somebody gets convicted of murder and sentenced to the death you know sentenced um death to to death under the death penalty and in uh, death penalty cases are automatically on appeal, to me, the equivalent would be like, okay, uh, before you can appeal, you got to go ahead and accept the lethal injection. Oh, AK, that doesn't make sense. You're right, it doesn't, does it? In fact, Martha Stewart, remember Martha Stewart? This was something else I was thinking of today. Martha Stewart was given the option. And remember, Martha Stewart was not convicted of insider trading. Martha Stewart was was convicted of lying in one email. And this was at a time in which I think it was, I can't remember his name. Was it Spitzer in New York who was trying to make a name for himself going after all these white collar criminals, uh, particularly when it came to prostitution. And then he ended up being the one that was hiring all the hookers. (laughs) Yeah. That guy, remember him, Spitzer? I think he was the one who also went after Martha Stewart. And so um, she wasn't convicted of insider trading. She was convicted of I'm trying to, I'm stifling um, sneeze here. Um, what is it? If you look at the light, it'll make you sneeze. Is that what it is? And you get it out? Is that what it is? Is, that, is that a thing? I, I, had not I, I think it's a thing. Maybe I'll just go ahead and like, look at the light and get the sneeze out. All right. Just be careful. Um, this weather we've got going on, this drizzly stuff back and forth is just wreaking havoc on my allergies. But anyway, Martha Stewart was given the option, whether or not, to go serve her six months pending appeal. And she decided to go ahead and go because she didn't want to hang it over her head and she wanted it to be over with. And, you know, she was also smart enough as a brandy marketeer to know that if she went in there, bonded with some ladies, crocheted her sweater, she could come out and turn it into, you know, kind of like, you know, reinventing herself, you know, the new Martha. And it worked like a charm, right? My point being, she was even Martha Stewart for, it, it doesn't matter what the crime is. Nobody has ever, that I've ever heard of has been forced to pay the penalty before they're even allowed to appeal. That's crazy. Um, In fact, I've got, I did find a clip from sky news out of Australia and this really hit home for me. This is an Australian host. And this is what she had to say. Sesame is clip number three in the stack. He is the first modern president to actually become poorer after leaving office in no small part to the pile of sham lawsuits. Yeah, in part because of the the pile of sham lawsuits, the first president in the history to be poor when he left. Now, Harry Truman, I think, you mentioned Truman last night on President's Day, I think Truman... Actually, if I remember the story about him, he left. He and his wife got in their little Oldsmobile with no Secret Service and went back to Oklahoma or wherever he was from. Um, but you know, the, the humble return to to where he came from is it the same as being persecuted and being poor? You look at Obama. How many millions is that? Lazy. What what, what was his his group of fe- friends called? The pot smokers. They had they had a, a name for their little pot smoking you know, ganja gang or whatever it was, this dude who bragged in his book, dreams of my father or whatever, whatever the book was about how lazy he was, his fellow associates that remember, he was the pretend professor at some, you know, college in Chicago. Uh, They said that he was lazy and didn't want to do his work, right? I mean, that dude has earned all the millions he's sitting on. Come on now. In fact, you know, we've got this investigation going on against the Biden. I have said for a while now, I want to know who the big guy is. And the big guy may be Obama. You think Obama didn't know what the Biden crime family was doing as a part of his energy, his role in energy? You don't think Obama was getting some of that juice? Come on now. And you look at Trump and the way he's being persecuted. Trump finally issued a statement about Navalny and now uh every uh, pelosi is saying that the statement on nevaldi's death should disqualify him sesame if you can play that clip donald trump and you wonder what does putin have on donald trump that he always has to be beholden to him his Mm -hmm. buddy his buddy in vileness and if if, i don't know if you're going to show american people the statement that he made but it's beneath the dignity of a human being It is so horrible. You think, no, somebody must have made this up. Not even Donald Trump could go this far. As I've said, he's in a limbo competition with himself. How far can he go? Well, now he's gone below sea level, below ground level. And this this, uh, statement should disqualify him from running for anything, much less president of the United States. A statement that he made about a non-American citizen who gets killed around the world. I mean, it says to me, do, do people really respond to this? I mean, is that really something that's selling to any voter? If you are a voter out there and you're struggling to pay $5 a gallon of gas and $8 for a carton of eggs, do you really give a crap what Donald Trump said about Navalny today? This is such a distraction. They don't want you to be focused right now on the persecution against you in this nation. You may not be persecuted right now by the Department of Justice in this country like Donald Trump is. But let me tell you, you are being persecuted right now by your own government. You want to know how? The open border that we've got. The open border that we've got. If you're listening to me and you're in Boston, are you aware that in Boston right now, every illegal alien gets $64 a day in food? $64 a day, a family of four, that's almost $275 a day for food being paid for by taxpayers. That's more than what a lot of family of four spend in a month on groceries. Visa cards, debit cards loaded up, free hotels. Mayor Adams in New York, he was going to give a condo building in Harlem luxury condos to illegals until there was an outcry. Donald Trump and what's done to him and Jan Six and a lot of the other conservatives out there, that may be, there's a lot of, of different types of which uh, the favored class gets treated better than other people. There's not an American in this country right now that is not be, being mistreated by our own government in one way or another. We're going to continue to talk about it when we come back from the break. This is the Andrew Cash on AM 1170, FM 96.1, and streaming all over the world.
1: You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kaye on The Answer San Diego.
0: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kaye show. Um, before the break, we were talking about uh, President Trump and the ongoing saga of him, first president in history, who's been, become poor after he's left office because of the persecution that he's under. And for those that aren't, can't relate to that, Uh, maybe they haven't, they they don't, you know, they're not being weaponized, uh, don't relate to Trump in the way that he's being victimized by, through the lawfare, uh, don't which is like the Jan Six defendants or Kyle Rittenhouse he's in the news today as the left is protecting the identities of these underage shooters at the Kansas City rally My identity at the age of 17 right or the little nine-year-old Kansas chief Kansas City chief uh, boy who was falsely accused of blackface and uh, then they tried to destroy him they didn't have any problem releasing his identity there's lots of different ways in which, uh Americans are being victimized as the uh, through being the unfavored class right um it because where we're at at this point is because of the cultural marxist movement and the and the movement to transform us from a constitutional republic to a communist society uh part of the part of the way is through the open border. The favored classes right now in the country are the illegal aliens coming in. And the LBGTQ community; those are the favorite classes, and why? Because those are the really the Trojan horses for to to really uh, usher in the transformation as quickly as possible. The minority groups, whether they're the that are currently here of American citizens, whether they're Asian, whether they're women, or whether they're black, are not the favorite class anymore. So you may not be able to. Uh, empathize with Trump and being victimized uh, from the courts, but you should be realizing the way in which you're being victimized right now by your own government. Here's another example. There was a, uh, the um, president of the national black farmers was doing interview today with Stuart Varney. And he was saying that black farmers are facing extinction. And here's a little bit of his exchange with Stuart Varney today. Sesame.
1: Well, uh, African-American farmers, in this case, black farmers are facing extinction at the turn of the century. We were 1 million black farm families strong in the United States, tilling 20 million acres of land. Uh, this last census that came out uh, last week says uh, we represent 40,000 uh, black farmers across the United States, uh, tilling less than three and a half million acres of land. So we're definitely facing extinction. And as it relates to American farmers, all, all farmers are hurting and under this leadership. Uh, where we're sending aid to Ukraine, but we won't stop farm foreclosures for America's farmers. So what do you want then?
0: Yeah, he's right. They're facing extinction. Black farmers have gone from a million black farmers tilling 20 million in acres to 40,000 farmers tilling about 3 million acres. That's where they've gone. And he says the Biden administration, they're sending all this money to Ukraine. And we all know we're not stupid. We know that money going to Ukraine is not, number one, it's not really being accounted for. And number two, the Democrats don't want an accounting because they know that it's going to small businesses and farmers and pocketbooks and buying homes and this and that and everything but the military, supposed military effort over there. The Democrats never cared about black people in this country. They certainly don't care about farmers. The only farmers they're interested in is that the Chinese that want to buy up our farmland and the Bill Gates, so that they can control our food supply. That's why they're hoping for the extinction the extinction of farmers, are they not, Sesame? And one of the things that they one of the reasons for that is they certainly don't want any American knowing how to till the land and live off the land, do they, Sesame?
2: No. I, I mean, it, it all boils down to power. There's there's lots of different excuses. Some of it's about the climate. Some of it's about, you know, quality and safety and regulation, blah, blah, blah. But mostly it's really just a guy's uh, – a ruse, I guess, for power. They do not want a, a society – That is capable of self-governance, which is exactly what the founding fathers wanted. They don't want people to be strong or independent or self-sufficient, and they certainly don't want that for the United States of America, which might be why we've completely outsourced all of our key industries and jobs to foreign Mm -hmm. countries that have adversarial relationships with the American people. So, yeah, it's 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 which feeds right into this this concern about farming and about production and so many other lost jobs that used to make up a pretty robust middle class in this country. The the middle mm-hmm. class is being killed off one by yeah. one. We're going toward a country of haves and have-nots, the Hunter Bidens of the world and the rest of us peasants that have to struggle um, just mm-hmm. to get by. So that's it, it's, it's exactly what you're saying, truly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, And and farmers have been victimized for a long time. Uh, One of the, one of the most, they've been targeted for extinction for a while. And one of the ways in which the left targeted them for extinction was through the death tax. Um, Because Mm -hmm. somebody, somebody, you know, dies, and then the children or the spouse, you know, inherits or children primarily inherit, you know, a farm that's worth $10 million, and they got to cough up, you know, a 35% you know, death tax immediately. And when they can't, they have to sell off the farm. And that's one of the ways in which the left has been able to, you know, help destroy farmers. It's all part of a bigger picture plan. You know, we're, you know, we're told we, one of the reasons why we've got to support Ukraine is that they're a key part of the food supply chain. Well, that's because we've exported, e- e- exported, uh, you know, or I- or we're importing, too much of our we're we're not dependent we're not independent as a nation from not just from an energy sector from an energy standpoint but also other aspects of necessary food like grain right it's it's you know we're importing too much of things that we could be um, we could be farming or building ourselves. We've got enough resources here in the nation, um, but through taxation, through regulation, and through a variety of different ways, um, they, they, it's all been targeted for extinction. Another way in which you're being victimized as Americans as a disfavored class is the criminals over the non-criminals in this society. Part of the reparations plan is to uh, these no-bail policies or about, oh, you know, these... You know, America's a systemically racist society and, you know, that these all, all of these crimes aren't their own fault or whatever the excuse is. It's just a form of reparations. You know, we've got to get rid of cash bail because it's just, you know, it's not equitable. And so it's just unleashed a crime wave. And you add that to the border, open border, and it's unleashed a crime wave in this country. We've got a sheriff from Erie County, New York, who said this today about bail reform and crime happening in his town. If you could play that clip, Sesame.
1: The city of Buffalo and some of those 1st spring suburban areas are, are, are having double-digit car thefts in a week, sometimes in a day. People are stealing cars at a record rate. There's no consequences, accountability, repercussions.
0: Yeah. Whether it's cars... Retail shops can't stay open, Um, you know, stores closing down. You know, the left is blaming racism for stores and chains like Walmart and CVS closing down in places. But, you know, entire malls have closed down in San Francisco because of the crime problem. Crime problem all manufactured by the left in this country, whether it's homelessness, whether it's through the open border, whether it's through Nobel policies, telling people that, telling when you, t- and, and, and it's also cultural, because when you tell a certain sector of society that they're victims, they have no hope in this future, and that they're entitled to take because corporations are evil and it's part of an evil, racist society, then they feel entitled to just go in and take whatever they want to take from others and feel completely e- e- emboldened to uh to not just steal but also to victimize and beat up and murder and and assault uh you know others and then then and that's not even accounting for all the crime taking place with illegal aliens, like the ones that that uh, beat up cops in New York, put right back out on the street with no bail, flipping uh, the bird. There were uh, two you know, cameras. There were four illegal aliens that strangled a Chicago man on the train. I mean, you know, from rape and murder and on and on and on that the crime wave that's been unleashed against Americans. It's part of a calculated plan. You're being victimized in this country, just like uh, along with Trump. It's just in a different manner. Why are you okay with it if you're a Democrat? You shouldn't be. You should be outraged over it. Instead, they want you outraged over Navalny. Stay with us. More to come up on the other side of the break.
1: you listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kaye on The Answer San Diego.
0: Welcome to tonight's Andrea Kay show. It seems like we have a theme for this first hour. It's all about the way Americans, the average Americans in this country, are being mistreated and being persecuted or oppressed or treated or discriminated against because we're not part of the favored class. And the favored classes are the elites, the uniparty establishment elites, illegal aliens, and the LBGTQ. And through all of that, uh, and, and the criminals, right? Um, because it's all part of the cultural Marxist movement. And here's, here's my case. Uh, here's, a, here's an example of LBGTQ. Uh, and you longtime Andrew Acasio listeners, you know how much I hate hate crimes legislation. And Republicans should have never, ever supported in the first place because it is it is systemic discrimination. It is institutionalized American discrimination. The idea that one dead person's life is more valuable or that that, that murdered, that victim is more important and that murder more heinous because of the skin color or some qualification, some qualifier on the part of the victim is just absolutely abhorrent to me. Why is it worse if a black woman is killed by her husband uh, or by a a, a white man? Why is that worse than if it's a white woman killed? Why? Somebody lost a daughter, a sister, a mother, a best friend. Every human life is valuable. But under under the guise of, um, I don't even know what, I guess, equity, we've now gone down the road of discrimination. And now it's not just about skin color anymore. The first case, the first federal trial for a hate crime based on gender identity starts in South Carolina over a biological man who thought he was a woman or masqueraded as a woman. It begins, it began Tuesday in South Carolina. A man is facing charges that he killed a black transgender woman and then fled to New York. So the DOJ is alleging that in August of 2019, um, a man last name of Ritter lured uh, the man who is referred to as dime Doe in court documents into driving to a sparsely populated rural county. Ritter shot this biological man because a, a trans, let me make sure I understand, a trans woman is a biological man who masquerades as a woman. And I don't like that the Associated Press is referring to this person as she. This person was a he. Um, So this person and and this person didn't deserve to die because this person, you know, was a biological male pretending to be a woman. However, um, this person's death is not more important. This person's murder is not more tragic than somebody who's not trans. And the reason why they're doing this is because it's a narrative that's meant to suppress White people. It, hate crimes are meant to divide us. They're meant to elevate certain classes of people over others. And most importantly, it's meant to continue to put into the minds of Americans that America is a terrible country for certain classes of citizens. There's never been a movement in this country on the part of the left to end racism. They're looking for it every chance they get. They see racism in a peanut butter jelly sandwich. And now they're using the same tactics with the LBGTQ. Now, somebody somebody with a mental illness who's claiming to be a different gender. Now that death is somehow more important. It's despicable to me. So um this is what's uh is happening in, in this case. Um, I don't I don't know how um I guess they knew each other before in their teen years, the two had been close friends. So supposedly Ritter began became upset when he learned, I, I don't know. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter what the story is. It doesn't matter why he killed her. All murder is hate. All murder is hate. Nobody murders in the name of love. So this is just absolutely stupid. Anything you want to add here to this, to this uh, part of the conversation, Sesame?
2: Just can't believe this is what's going on in modern America. This is 2024. I just cannot believe it. I mean, wow. Just what a... I, – I don't know. I, I just find it crazy, and I, I just would double up on the uh, overall sentiment against hate speech laws or ways to, you know, once again manipulate people, abuse people, punish people for their politics the same way they're punishing Trump for his.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, we're using the courts – to push politics. That's what's going on here. And I resent it. I resent every time I hear about Matthew Shepard. You know the story of Matthew Shepard? Every time I hear the, his dad talking, it makes me angry. Your son's death, for whatever reason, his murder, is no more tragic to me than somebody who's, there's there's this 12-year-old, I think, or an 11-year-old girl whose body was found today. I just can't imagine the poor family going through that. Everybody who loses a child suffers. Yours not, your suffering was no greater because of your, who your child was having sex with or the fact that your kid was mentally ill and wanted to, to pretend he, he was a girl. And oh, by the way, if you are one biological sex, you should not be committing a fraud by pretending to be something that you're not to people. Don't put men in the position. Now, I'm not blaming, I don't even, I'm not even talking about the Matthew Shepherd story here, but don't you think that, that, that um, for a biological man, let's say that there's a biological man who passes as a woman, don't you think that a, a biological man who thinks that that's a woman should be given a heads up? Don't you think that that's the right thing to do, the moral and ethical thing to do? Sesame?
2: Yes. Yes. Don't you think that
0: that's the right thing to do? I'm not justifying any violence, but it's like you know you've got some of these men that actually look enough like women to where they might fool a man, and then you know men bring sister home or dude home thinking it's a sis, and they get in the bedroom, and then he gets angry and he's upset. Fraud in the inducement.
2: Yeah, it's 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 it is it's, it's disturbing. It is look, it is immoral. But we live in this crazy world now where where there is no one moral standard which which is so ironic it's very ironic you know the the, the progressive left will say you know keep your values out of politics so you're, you you know you can't let your personal feelings influence politics while we try to control everything that you think you have to affirm our identities you have to celebrate our way of life and we can i mean honestly in that situation it sounds kind of like you're preying on people um which is just it's just disgusting. The whole thing is just disgusting. I I
0: Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, because what we're doing is now with the courts, we're solidifying mental illness as as a protected class of mm-hmm. citizens. Mm-hmm. This is where we've gone with this we completely insane. To where we are not only teaching children that there's 74 genders or whatever, but now we've actually got it as, as a part of our federal laws at this point. We're just so off the rails. It's gone. It, you know, it is gone because of no pushback, re, no real opposition party with the Republicans. It's gone from, you know, first it was about tolerance. It was about validation. And now it's about forced participation. And, you know, I'm not going to participate in this. I am not going to be forced to participate in it. Evidently, I think the Supreme Court, remember the case that we talked about of the, uh, I think it's the same case. There was a couple whose daughter was taken away from them because they yep. refused mm-hmm. as christians to go along with the pronouns mm-hmm. i guess it's going to be heard or it's making its way to the supreme court i'm not sure if they took up the case today or will take up the case. i hope
2: they do and i hope, I hope they, they rule do too. stand behind those parents
0: yeah it's time for the Supreme Court, uh, you know, by the way, to rule on gender. You know, I, I mean, you know, they they it's kind of like the Jack Phillips, you know, cake baking thing. They never ruled on the religious freedom mm-hmm, aspect, just mm-hmm. that as, a, as an artist, mm-hmm. he couldn't be forced to do something with his art. No, 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 no. You need to you need to rule on the merits when it comes to religious protections in this country and secure it, that somebody does not have to do business with somebody if it violates their uh, their ability to exercise their religion. All right. There's another way in which uh, the average American is disfavored and not part of the favored class. And that has to do with politicians committing crime and corruption. And um, James Biden is back in the news. And we're going to talk about that with a special guest when we return.
1: You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego.
0: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Glad to have y'all with me. We've been talking throughout the hour about all the various ways with uh, the latest news reports of the day in which American citizens are being mistreated, discriminated against as the disfavored uh, classes. And one of the ways in which we've talked about LBGTQ, we've talked about the illegal aliens, we've talked about um the criminals in this country. One of the ways in which, and then of course, uh if you're, you know, MAGA and Trump, you know, being victimized by the Department of Justice, like our in, as well as the Jan6 defendants, another way in which uh there's disparate treatment and discriminatory treatment is also within our government in terms of corruption, right? And Um, If you're George Santos, you get booted out of Congress, you know, when you've not even been found guilty of anything, right? Um, If you're, you know, Joe Biden, you can run around the world with your crackhead son while you're vice president selling off the, you know, the White House and selling off the U.S. government for profit and, and so far get away with it. Uh, the House in, in uh, Oversight Committee is continuing its impeachment inquiry process. Tomorrow, evidently, Brother James Biden is going to be before them in a deposition. And here to discuss is first time on the Andrea K Show. I'm excited to have him with us. It is Daniel Bowles. He's author of America's Freedom Megaphone, the case for building the statue of enduring freedom. He is a freedom fighter. In fact, he actually founded something called... Freedom Alliance LLC, which is, uh, it, it, I'm not sure if that project is what is spearheading the Statue of Enduring Freedom Monument, um, but clearly Freedom Alliance is all about protecting uh, the American dream, and he joins me now. Hi, Daniel. Welcome to the Andrea K Show.
1: Andrea, hello to you. It's a pleasure to uh, be speaking with you, and I hope that your listeners there in the San Diego area we'll find our conversation beneficial and enlightening.
0: Absolutely. Um, I also want to thank you for your service. Um, I see that you are a third generation Army veteran and you actually served with NATO uh, in Bavaria, Germany uh, during the ending years of the Vietnam War. Thank you so much for your service. I'm the daughter of two Marines. And i um, born at Lejeune, and so, you know, I love all things military, so even though you're not my favorite branch, you being the Army, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do thank you for your service.
1: Yes, well, thanks for noting that, Andrea, and uh, congrats on being a daughter of two Marines. That doesn't yes. happen every day.
0: No, it doesn't, um, but, you know, I, let's just say I, I was raised in a home where we were taught how to be tough. Um, and so let's talk about this. Um, I haven't spent a whole lot of time in the past few days with all the breaking news, everything going on with the law fair against president Trump and the, the border invasion and everything happening there. Um, but James Biden is back in the news and I guess the check, there was a check that, um, a $200,000 check that went to James Biden. Uh, well, a $600,000 check went to James Biden, and then the next day, 200000 of that made its way to uh, Joe Biden. And okay. that check has now resurfaced as he is about to go before the House Oversight Committee. And, you know, Daniel, I, I don't know how much more you can share with us about this money, about AmeriCorps, which was the company uh involved here. Um to me, it just seems like it's one more piece of an overall puzzle in which whether we're talking about AmeriCorps, which was, you know, um, um a hospital chain uh, that has defrauded Medicare, or whether we're talking about barisma or one of these Chinese companies with ties to the Chinese Communist Party, I just feel like it it should be You know, um, it's pretty obvious that Biden, you know, committed corruption and treason by selling off our government. How do you see it?
1: You know, you know, doesn't all this just make your head want to explode? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's uh, it's so sad. It's a commentary on our society today. Number one. Number two, though. Everything that you've just talked about and everything that your listeners hear every day in the news and that you speak about on your show, everything is a result of a very specific plan by what we call the big government coalition and all of their members to, in fact, fundamentally transform, where we heard that term, to fundamentally transform America. And... (sighs) You know, um, you, can read, uh, you can read, what's his name, uh, Saul Alinsky's uh, Handbook for Radicals. You can read, uh, you can read uh, George Orwell's 1984, et cetera, et cetera, and you find out quickly that the uh, progressive liberal strategy today is, in fact, to use those two books and Machiavellian's The Prince, uh, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. as their guidebook. And they think that's a good thing. They're exactly mm-hmm. doing it. But uh, Andrea, in in my neighborhood, I'm sometimes referred to as a common sense patriot. And everything that you've that you've talked about with the Bidens, and now there's a two hundred thousand check, and where to come from, and who to go to, and why was it written, all of that kind of stuff is uh, well. First of all, for Americans across the country, it doesn't make common sense. We know, we know, your listeners know that something is wrong in America. And that is, in fact, the, uh, the mission of the Statue of Enduring Freedom, to highlight what's wrong with America, and we provide a, a proactive educational solution going forward through this monument to fix, in fact, the problems that are existing in our country today.
0: Well, tell everybody about that. How, how, where? Tell us about the monument, where it's going to be, how people can help support it. Thanks.
1: Absolutely. Well, first of all, go to our website, freedomalliancellc.com. Again, freedomalliancellc.com. On our site, uh, number one, you can buy my book, which is kind of convenient. But more importantly, you (laughs) can, (laughs) you know, I am an author, so I've got to pitch the book. But anyway, um, on our site, you will be able to find the design. You'll be able to see the design of the Statue of Enduring Freedom. You can see our sculptors in their Chicago uh, located in, excuse me, in their studio located in Chicago. You can see them working on it. So you can see the monument. You can see what it's going to look like and get all the details as far as the, uh, the meaning be- behind the design elements that uh, you'll see in the statue, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. And also, uh, when you're there on our site, you will be able to see the uh, future-focused mission of the monument, and that is our educational outreach program. You see, we believe that the problems that uh, you're talking about and that your listeners are aware of in in today's society all stemmed back uh, starting in the 60s when the progressives Mm -hmm. began to infiltrate the American uh, education program. And uh, fast forward uh, six decades later you can see what's happening as a result of the propaganda that has been, uh, you know, part of the uh, part and parcel, the education system today. And just like Reagan's quote that we're all familiar with, I mean, it's on our website, the homepage, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. You know, you and I didn't pass it, and your parents didn't pass it on to you in the bloodstream. Guess what? You had to fight for that. You had to understand that yourself. And uh, that has not been happening in our American education system. And that's what the mission of this monument is all about.
0: Well, God bless you. Again, thank you for your service. Thank you for loving this country enough that um, that you're dedicating time to this. Certainly, as I look at your resume and your background, there's certainly uh, you could be you could be on a beach somewhere sipping, sipping an iced tea. (laughs) And instead, you're fighting for freedom and fighting to help help keep America strong. And so we thank you so much for being here tonight. Tell everybody the website one last time.
1: Certainly. That would be freedomalliancellc.com. Freedomalliancellc.com. Thank you, Andrea. It's been a pleasure speaking with you, and I look forward to more in the
0: future. All righty. Thank you. Thank you. We look forward to having you back. Take good care. And you guys, we're going to take a skinny little break, but we'll be back for hour two of tonight's Andrea K Show. Don't go away.